walk by faith and you get to experience the blessings of God, the victory of God, the abundance of God, the goodness of God. But if you walk by sight, you're going to see what the Lord is doing to other people, but you're not going to experience it. That's what happens when you mock the word of God. That's what happens when you call God a liar. That's what happens when you say, God, you're too puny. You're too powerless to do something in this situation. Then that miracle passes you by. You don't want to be like that. You want to be a person who gets in on what God wants to do because God's a good God. At one time or another, every Christian struggles between trusting the things we see versus trusting the things we don't see, but we know to be true. And when you and I focus on this problem or that problem, we fail to look up and factor in God. But there is a choice. Are we going to walk by faith or by sight? Today on From His Heart with Pastor Jeff Shreve, he continues his series, The Walk, with a message called Faith Versus Sight. It's going to reveal to us the earthly delights and the heavenly rewards that come from those who understand what it means to walk by faith every step of the way. Now, today's message can be truly inspiring for you if you have ears to hear and a receptive heart for the truths of God. But we're hearing part two of this lesson today. If you want to revisit part one, you can do that online at fromhisheart.org. Click the Listen tab. Again, the message called Faith versus Sight. Right now, open your Bible to 2 Kings in the Old Testament. Here again is Pastor Jeff. In every Christian's life, we struggle between walking by faith and walking by sight. And when you and I struggle with faith and sight, we're looking this way and that way. We're looking at this problem and that problem and what's coming down the pike. And we fail to look up and we fail to factor in God. We have a choice. Are we going to walk by faith or are we going to walk by sight? Now, I want you to notice with me four key differences between walking by faith and walking by sight. Difference number one, faith sees opportunity Sight sees doom. Faith sees opportunity and sight sees doom. Here's the story. You have the king of the Arameans, Ben-Hadad II, and he leads his troops to surround the city of Samaria, to besiege the city. And when you besiege a city, you basically starve that city out. And to make matters worse, then you had this woman who actually boiled her baby And she and the other woman ate the baby. I mean, times are bad in Israel. It's horrible. And both faith and sight recognize, hey, circumstances are bad. But now for the the people who walk by sight, the common response to bad circumstances is anger and to get angry at God. That's the common response. So here is the king. Jehoram or Joram, whatever you want to call him, same guy. And he hears the situation from the woman and he tears his clothes. Now, normally that was a sign of tremendous grief. 
In his case, it's a sign of grief mixed with lots of anger. So he tears his clothes and he says these words, May God, verse 31, do so to me and more also if the head of Elisha, the son of Shaphat, remains on him today. I'm going to cut off his head. Now, he's mad at God. He says to the woman, what am I supposed to do? It's God's fault that we don't have uh, provision. It's God's fault that this army is besieging us. Blames God. So I'm mad at God because this is the situation I'm in. And instead of humbling myself before God, I get angry at God. And how do I get back at God? What do I do to get at God? Well, I'll, I'll kill God's man. I'll kill Elisha the prophet. So that is the situation. The common response to difficulties from sight dwellers is to look at all the situation. You get upset about the situation. You get mad at God. You lash out at somebody who represents God. And you don't do what you need to do, which is to humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you at the proper time. But see, what does a faith person do? What does someone who walks by faith do? He says this, the greater the difficulty, the greater the opportunity. That's what a person who walks by faith, who's constantly looking up and factoring God into every situation in life. Faith sees the opportunity, sight sees the doom. Second difference, faith believes the word of God and sight mocks the word of God. So here you have the king and he is there at Elisha's place. And chapter seven, verse one says this. Then Elisha said, listen to the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, thus says Yahweh, tomorrow about this time, a measure of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. Tomorrow about this time, no more famine. No more famine. The prices are going down and you can get seven quarts of fine flour. That's what a measure was. Seven quarts of fine flour for a shekel for 0.4 ounces of silver and 14 quarts of barley for point four ounces of silver. Nobody's going to be eating dove's dung and cow's head anymore. And it's going to happen tomorrow at about this time. The waiting is getting ready to be over. Verse two, and the royal officer on whose hand the king was leaning answered the man of God and said, with a sneer, I might add, behold, if the Lord should make windows in heaven, could this thing be then Elisha said, Behold, you shall see it with your own eyes, but you shall not eat of it. Faith believes the word. Doubt or sight mocks the word. Elisha gave the word, and what did the royal officer do? He laughed. And Elisha said, All right, out of your own mouth. You'll see it happen, but you're not going to experience any of it. You're not going to get to taste any of it because something's getting ready to happen to you. Keep that in mind. It's dangerous ground to walk by sight, dangerous ground to mock the word of God, to call God a liar, to look at God and say, God, you are powerless in this situation. God is omnipotent God. He can do anything. Behold, uh, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Jeremiah 32, 27 says, is anything too difficult for me? And the answer is no. 
God, you can do anything. Faith believes the word. Sight mocks the word. Difference number three, faith takes a step and sight stays seated. Now, the scene shifts. Goes away from Elisha and the king and the royal officer, and it shifts, verse three, to four lepers. It says in verse three, now there were four leprous men at the entrance of the gate, the gate of Samaria, and they said to one another, why do we sit here until we die? They, they were starving to death just like everybody else. If we say we will enter the city, then the famine is in the city and we shall die there. And if we sit here, we're gonna die here also. We can sit at the gate, but we're gonna die at the gate. We can go into the city, but we're gonna die in the city. to die of starvation. He said, now therefore come and let us go over to the camp of the Arameans. If they spare us, we shall live. And if they kill us, well, we shall die, but we're gonna die anyway, so what difference does it make? Verse five, and they arose at twilight to go to the camp of the Arameans. When they came to the outskirts of the camp of the Arameans, behold, there was no one there. For the Lord had caused the army of the Arameans to hear a sound of chariots and a sound of horses, even the sound of a great army, so that they said to one another, behold, the king of Israel has hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to come upon us. Therefore they arose and fled in the twilight and left their tents and their horses and their donkeys, even the camp just as it was, and fled for their lives. The Bible says the wicked flee when no one is pursuing. Verse eight, when the lepers came to the outskirts of the camp, they entered one tent and ate and drank and carried from there silver and gold and clothes and went and hid them. And they returned and entered another tent and carried from there also and went and hid them. Now they said to one another, we are not doing right for this day is a day of good news, but we are keeping silent. If we wait until morning light, punishment will overtake us. Now therefore come, let us go and tell the king's household. Four lepers that leave where they are, they take some steps to go outside the camp of the Israelites, the city of Samaria, and they say, you know what? Hey, we, we might die going here, but we know for sure we're gonna die standing still, just sitting there, and we need to take steps to see if they'll have mercy on us. But when they went out there, they found that the Arameans were gone. But they didn't know that. Nobody in, this, in Samaria knew that. Why? Because they're hunkered down, saying the enemy's out there and the enemy's gonna get us and, and we're just uh, waiting for God to do something and, and God isn't doing anything. Hey, faith takes a step and sight stays seated. Now, these lepers, no indication that they, had, uh, they heard this word from Elisha, but they're illustrative of what faith is all about. Faith isn't just hunkering down. Faith is stepping out and believing God and moving in the direction that you need to go. Faith always has legs. It always has legs. It doesn't just sit there. We sing that song, uh, standing on the promises of Christ my King. But many of us aren't standing on the promises. We're just sitting on the premises and we're just kind of sitting here, you know, sitting on the pew and just, well, I'm just waiting for God to do something. And God says, well, get up. You want to see me do something? Take a step of faith. See, God will not do what you can do and you cannot do what he can do. And faith always takes a step toward God. And when faith takes a step toward God, God begins to work and God begins to move. God will not do what you can do and you cannot do what he can do. Faith requires action. 
requires action. I heard about a pastor and he was in financial need and uh, his financial need was $5,000 and he heard about a raffle that was going on in his community. And first prize at the raffle was $5,000. He said, God, that's what I need. And he began to pray and he said, oh God, oh God, that raffle, let me win that raffle. And he prayed one day, two days, three days, same thing. Oh God, just show up and show out and let me win that raffle. Lord, you know my need. I have a need for $5,000. It's $5,000. Oh God, please let me win that raffle. And he prayed and prayed and nothing was happening. And he came before the Lord. He said, Lord, I don't understand it. You're not answering my prayer. I need that $5,000. And God spoke so clearly to his heart and said, hey, pastor, buy a ticket. <laughs> you know, we expect God to do everything. And God is waiting on us to take a step. He's like, hey, I'm not doing this unless you believe me enough to take a step in that direction. Now, God did something great. I mean, it was un unheard of, unbelievable that these Arameans would be scared out of their minds to leave all their stuff and just flee. How, how does that happen? The Lord has to put terror in a man's heart to do that. You and I can't do that. We can't do what God can do. But the lepers had to leave. They had to take a step of faith. They could have died. And they said, I might die. Remember I told you at the start of this series, it is better to die in faith than to live in doubt. It's better to die in faith than to live in doubt. Listen, if I was told that I had six months to live and there's nothing that the doctors can do, I would believe God to heal me until he told me I'm not, I'm gonna heal you in heaven, or until uh, I died. But I would just die in faith. So much better to die in faith than to live in doubt. And that's what these guys did. They just said, we're gonna go out there. Now, the contrast, sight. Sight argues to stay seated, even in the face of evidence. Here, here are the four lepers. And they're, they're, they were starving to death like everybody else. But man, they go to this tent and then they're eating and they're drinking and they're taking uh, silver and gold and they're burying it. And it's like, man, clothes, they, all this stuff. It's like, this is awesome. And there's nobody around. And there's tent after tent after tent. There's a big quadrant of soldiers that left their stuff. It was all around the city. And so it's like, wait a minute, this isn't right. This isn't just, God didn't do this for just us four. We need to tell the king. We need to tell the people. And so they go back and tell the king and listen to Joram, listen to his response. Verse 12, then the king arose in the night and said to his servants, I will now tell you what the Arameans have done to us. They know that we are hungry. Therefore, they have gone out from the camp to hide themselves in the field saying, when they come out of the city, we shall capture them alive and get into the city. This is a trap. Let's just continue to stay seated. Good night. That guy, the king, he heard the word from Elisha. He heard that the famine was going to be over about this time tomorrow. And now he has evidence from the four lepers who come back. Incidentally, God uses the, the small and the outcasts to bring the good news, just like he came first to the shepherds to say, hey, the king is born. And the shepherds were the ones that got to experience that. So he uses these four lepers and they bring the news and it confirms the word that Elisha had given him. And the king still doesn't believe it. Ah, it's a trap. They're trying to trap me. Sight argues for inaction, even in the face of evidence. 
Sight wants you to just continue to sit on your biscuit, being too afraid to risk it. Hey, how does God feel about it when he comes with a great miracle, when you hear what the Lord is doing and you still want to sit on the premises? You know, they did that in the book of Numbers when God had made the way for them to go into the promised land the very first time when they were camped at Kadesh Barnea. They had been out of Egypt for about a year and a half. They had gotten the Ten Commandments, and now God says, we're ready to move into the promised land. But they spied out the land, the 12 spies, 10 faithless spies, two faithful spies, Joshua and Caleb, and they came back after 40 days of spying out the land, and they said, well, the land's good land. Yeah, God wasn't lying about the land being filled with milk and honey. Let me tell you something about the land. There are giants in that land. There's no way we can go up against the giants because they're just going to, we're like grasshoppers. They're like giants. And Joshua and Caleb said, hey, by all means, we should go up and fight them because God has given us the land. But the people said, "Uh uh-uh, we're not going. There's no way we can go. And then they got mad at God. And what did they want to do? They wanted to kill Moses and Aaron and Joshua and Caleb. We can't attack God, so let's kill God's people. Let's appoint a new leader, and let's go back to Egypt. And God showed up, and God was ticked off. And God says in Numbers chapter 14, verse 11, how long will this people spurn me, and how long will they not believe in me despite all the signs which I have performed in their midst? And God told Moses, Get out of the way, Moses. I'm going to wipe them out. Moses interceded for the people. God was going to destroy them all. God was angry with the people. Why will you not believe me, God says? You've seen me do so much. You've seen me part the Red Sea. You've seen me bring the plagues on the Egyptians. You've seen me rain down manna upon you. You've seen all this, and yet you still refuse to believe me. Some of you are here, and you're like that. You're just like that. You're just still, well, I just still need to evaluate. Well, what else do you need? Faith takes a step. Sight stays seated. And difference number four, faith enjoys the victory and sight gets trampled. Verse 13, the king says, well, we shouldn't go because, you know, it's a trap. Verse 13, and one of the servants answered and said, please, let, let, let some men take five of the horses which remain, which are left in the city. Behold, they will be in any case like all the multitude of Israel who are left in it. I mean, we're all going to die here, king. Let's at least go out and check it out. And he says, verse 14, they took therefore two chariots with horses and the king sent after the army of the Arameans saying, go and see. And they went after them to the Jordan and behold, all the way was full of clothes and equipment which the Arameans had thrown away in their haste. Then the messengers returned and told the king. So the people went out and plundered the camp of the Arameans. Then a measure of fine flour, watch this, a measure of fine flour was sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel according to the word of the Lord that he had given 24 hours previous through Elisha the prophet. Now the king appointed the royal officer on whose hand he leaned to have charge of the gate. But the people trampled on him at the gate and he died just as the man of God had said who spoke when the king came down to him. Hey, you walk by faith and you get to experience the blessings of God, the victory of God, the abundance of God, the goodness of God. But if you walk by sight, you're going to be like that royal officer. You're going to see what the Lord is doing to other people, but you're not going to experience it. 
And when he heard, wow, this happened just like, uh, just like Elisha said, and here I am, uh, no way, Jose. And okay, let me open up the gate. And they just flooded to get the food and trampled him, and he was dead. That's what happens when you mock the word of God. That's what happens when you call God a liar. That's what happens when you say, God, you're too puny, you're too powerless to do something in this situation. Then that miracle passes you by. You don't want to be like that. You want to be a person who gets in on what God wants to do because God's a good God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God for the one who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. And God says, I have good things for you. Now watch, if you don't take a step of faith, if the lepers had just said, well, I don't think, I don't think it's gonna happen. Let's just all hunker down. Let's just sit here. We're just waiting for you, God, to do something. And God's saying, you need to get out there. You need to take a step of faith. Some of you might be looking for a job. Well, I'm just, I'm just waiting for the phone to ring. Well, have you sent anybody your resume? Well, no, just waiting for them to find me. You're like the pastors, buy a raffle ticket. I mean, you do something. God will not do what you can do. You cannot do what he can do. And when you take that step of faith, you experience the victory. When you say, listen, I know this is impossible, but impossible is I'm possible with God. And God, I'm going to trust you and I'm going to believe you. And even if it doesn't work out, because nobody bats a thousand, nobody gets it all right. Nobody always understands everything that God is doing. We can miss it on a situation. But you say, God, I'm missing by faith. I'm trusting you by faith. And if you want to do something else, then that's, that's in your prerogative to do. You're God. I'm just going to follow you. But when you have that kind of heart, then God loves to work in that kind of heart, in that person's life. You're listening to From His Heart with Pastor Jeff Shreve today. And he's in the middle of his five-message series this month called The Walk. If there's one thing that we can take away from today's lesson, and it is this, walking by faith is tough. We can hear, see, or touch earthly things, but not spiritual things. And in fact, even worse, when we base our lives on the truth of God's Word rather than on the popular philosophy of our day, we are literally going against our natural inclinations. For example, our natural instincts may be to hoard money or think about sexual immorality, or think that sexual immorality is acceptable, or simply doing whatever we feel is right is perfectly legitimate. But listen, walking by faith requires that we tune our hearts to the voice of the Holy Spirit and the truth of God's Word. Pastor Jeff Shreve has created an inspiring five-lesson series entitled The Walk that'll help us do just that when we choose to live according to what God reveals to us by faith, rather than trust in our own understanding. The series is available online at fromhisheart.org by clicking the Listen tab. There's also another special series that'll help you walk by faith and not by sight. It's Pastor Jeff's series, The Next Step. We aired it the first part of this month. The series is also our gift of thanks for your support this month of any amount. Call 866-40-BIBLE. That's 866-40-BIBLE to make your gift and request the series, The Next Step. Or you can go online to promiseheart.org to make a secure gift. And you can request it in the format of your choice. Thank you so much for standing with us to tell the world 
Jesus is Lord. Join us next time when we'll be reminded how to overcome our doubts and begin to trust God with everything. The lesson is called The Doubts of Thomas, right here on From His Heart. From His Heart is the listener-supported broadcast ministry of Dr. Jeff Shreve, broadcasting in our 20th year and still speaking the truth in love to a lost and a hurting world. Remember, no matter what, God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. Find out more at fromhisheart.org.